The Danger Junior Bitter Boogie Hour, sponsored by Blake's Bottom-Based Bad Boy Bitters. You looking to spice up your cocktail game? Blake, hi, I'm Blake Brown. Brown has found all 3,020 of his favorite flavors and combined them with whole grain alcohol and liquid ketamine. Some of the included flavors are allspice, cardamom, cinnamon, pepper, orange peel, Earl Grey tea, more cardamom, allspice, more cinnamon, star anise, regular anise, basic bitch anise, and so many more that I could list right now. More cardamom. Hi, welcome to the Danger Junior Writer's Room. Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw, donkey, Yeehaw. that's right. Yeehaw! I'm one of your hosts, Austin Zess, and I'm going to introduce everyone else in the room by asking, favorite kind of cake, Megan? My favorite type of cake, Austin, is uh, probably strawberry, but I make, I like strawberry cake, and then I make like an almond frosting mm. to go on top. Mm. Strawberries are fruit, that's not really a cake. You can make strawberry cake. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Strawberry cake you is so good. Yep. My favorite cake, and I feel like you're gonna not like this, but it's oh. carrot cake, and that's an, I know that that's another. Why wouldn't I like? I love carrot fruit. cake. Apparently, I, like cake. I feel like Austin's doing a bit where he doesn't like oh. if like a thing is in a cake. I should have said coffee <laughs> cake. The, coffee cake is so good. Coffee cake. The little cinnamon a, cake. What? How do you? Then there'd be coffee and cinnamon. You eat cake. it with coffee. That's why it's called coffee cake. Hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Carrot, um, is there like a whole carrot in that cake? So I'm yeah, Logan. It's bit, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and go, Logan. <laughs> Explain it. So I'm Logan, and my favorite kind of cake is a big old butt. A big old booty. Yeah. Okay. And uh, cake, but go ahead, Can he please. do that? Uh, I think you stole my answer there, friend, because I was going to say the same exact uh-huh. thing. Caked up. Um, but if I had to pick. Let me think about this. Does cheesecake count? I yes, feel like it's kind of more counts. of a pie. Cheesecake counts. But uh, I do love cheesecake. I'm a big fan. Every birthday that I have, I request cheesecake with uh, blueberry topping. Mm. Homemade, please. Speaking of birthdays. Mm. Isn't that just a cheese wheel? No, it's not. Speaking I guess of, it is. Speaking of birthdays. Not if it's a square. What's up? What's up? Before we record our next episode, Austin and Blake's fiance, Brittany, will both celebrate birthdays. Oh, that's really cool. I will so not exciting. be there. That's okay. Wait, do Brittany and like, I have the same birthday? No, hers is two days before yours. Gotcha. What are you guys doing though? Just invite me anyways. Mm, what are you guys doing? There it is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go play disc golf. Everybody That's send awesome. uh, everybody send happy Saucing birthday. Saucing saucers. Emails. Um, does Brittany not Austin. want you, Does not want Does Brittany not want you in the house on the birthday? Oh, she's coming to We're going to throw some discs. We are for her birthday. For her birthday, yeah. For yeah. her birthday. Come on, babe. <laughs> Pick you know, up your she discs. Likes it. We've we've been Jesus. playing disc golf often this week. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I'm pretty proud of myself. I got her into it. Mm-hmm. I think she's hooked. Has she been skating? No, she messed up her knee. Oh boo! Mm-hmm. She'll never. Pick yeah, the old, the old skate career. ligaments aren't uh, what they used to be. I suppose. Her and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Does she talk about that? Her the comparison. Mm-hmm. Often. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, Dwayne Johnson plays disc golf. And my name's Austin Zesson, and I like yellow cake. And I'm talking about uranium, baby. I'm talking about Chernobyl. I I'm, talking talking about, about I'm talking sweet, about sweet WMDs. Piss. What? No. That's piss cake. That's a totally different thing. But it is yellow. Mm, not if you drink enough water. Well, the cake I'm making for your birthday, I will not be hydrated for. Well, we're going to get inspired this week before we go off and write some sketches or scenes or whatever. Which, wait, wait. We forgot to mention, this is our 25th episode. Oh my gosh, yeah. Which means that by the time yeah, the episode... I think episodes, it's our 26th. It's our 25th. Okay, it's, it's our 25th. 25th. By the yeah. time the episode's over, we will have collectively, w- with our guests, written 100 sketches. Wow. That's awesome. It's our 100th awesome. sketch. If we make it to the end of this episode, we will have written our 100th 100 sketch. sketch. Wait, there's five people on the show. 125 times 25 is 125. 125th That's sketch. even better. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> More sketches. It's Wait. our 125th We should have celebrated on the anniversary. Yeah, we should have. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we, like, we didn't even celebrate like, our 100 sketches. We just like, I feel we like just had Lemmy, Phoenix on the show. I yeah. feel like Lemmy in that sketch, <laughs> okay. in that cool. sketch where he's like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. heavier? Yeah. Steal our feathers. Yeah. And he's like, what? What, what happens in that sketch? Uh, they can go look it up. They can watch it. Okay. I like it better when you describe it the, via audio the topic, watching the physical The topic this week, boys, uh, is face, a.k.a. like face. a story. Face. A story like when you guys have been in public and either you feel like you're putting on a face, like you're with people that like don't know the real you and you're like acting like them. Um, or when someone like you, you can see through someone, they're being like fake as fuck. Like mm. you can tell that they're being fake. Um, I have two good stories. You say fake or face? So we get one story at, at a time. Well, I'm just yes. letting you know in case, and if you don't have, okay, Logan, you go. Logan, want to go first? You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. I'm I get put two, my phone I down. Get, I get three stories. And just so you guys know, I'm not <laughs> texting. Okay. I write on my phone. And so I'm taking notes on my phone. Oh yeah. And I hope that's understood. I don't think anyone would have cared. If you were texting, I mean, I would. Logan's texting me right now. I'm texting me like these fucking idiots. (laughs) I gotta put on a face. (laughs) Okay, so I got a story that has to do with face. The word face. So, I used to work at a Chinese restaurant in Nashville, Tennessee, and you've already mentioned what it is. Can you? Can I tell my story? Women. Which story? Why wouldn't you say the name? Can I get a woman in there? Everyone. Yeah, nice. Nice to me. Everyone knows. Hey, how about how about I start the story and then tell it to the end? Oh my god. That's like a cool way to tell stories. Oh my god. <laughs> so I used to work at a Chinese restaurant in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And I was working late one day, all right, so I was closing lunch, which, you know, from about two to four, there's not a lot of people, and so basically there's one or two servers on, they get all the tables from two to four, and then at four, shift change, right? So I'm closing lunch, so I'm by myself, it's probably 3.30. I'm thinking, because it was like a Tuesday, I'm thinking nobody's going to come in. I'm thinking I'm just going to get to sit back, roll up a little doopskin, fucking have a little tyke with me, fucking... Kiss a, hot, yeah. kiss a hot dog. Kiss Is that a, what you're doing there? <laughs> that's, a hot dog. that's a tiny hot dog, mate. <laughs> My hot dog's empty. <laughs> um, Can I get a refill? So, uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm just chilling out. I had a book or something I was going to read. And these two ladies walk in. Nice. One of them looks like she might be. <coughs> Whoa. One of them <laughs> looks like she might be 
4,000 years old. The other one looks like she could be her mother. (laughs) (laughs) So they come in and they, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, sit down over here and I'm spitting game to them. I'm not going to lie. I've got a type and my type is 4,000 and 4,045 year old women. (laughs) Mm. And they sit down at a booth and they order some appetizers and they also ordered, I will say, there was this one uh, item that we had on the menu that was like, I don't know what the actual item was. I can't remember, but in my mind, it's just sloppy cashew chicken. That's what I call it. Sloppy cashew chicken. Um, and it was the thing that old people got because it was soft and you could just gum it. And I'm not joking when I say that that was like on the menu. <laughs> cashew for, chicken. No, it was like a shrimp thing. Okay. I just, you know what I mean? In, in my head. Cashew shrimp. I don't give a fuck what it was. It was soft food for old gums. Mush. Mm. It was mush. Mush. It was fucking awful. It was trough food. Trough food. Yeah. And (laughs) a homegirl orders this, and I'm like, you would. (laughs) Fucking typical. Um, She orders it. I go get some appetizers. I bring them back. She starts eating, and she's like... (laughs) I hate that that so much. And so then I'm... You know, not fight or flight, but I guess like save or run away kicks yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I like jump over to the woman and the younger woman mm. grabs my, grabs my arm and says, oh, don't worry, sweetie. She's just choking. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Yo. That's, that's my, that's my cue. Yeah. That's, She's, yeah. That's don't where worry. I come in. She's uh-huh. just choking. I feel like she just had a vendetta and she was like, I'm going to take this bitch and I'm going to give this bitch some mush. Like she just won't yeah. die. I'm going to put up, I'm going to put a cherry pit in her mush and she's going to choke. Oh yeah. Or fish bones. That's what I always do. Fish bones. Mm. I saw that on the law and order once. So, so what? I'm sure. oh, sorry. You're going to tell It's not it. over my guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> over my guy. So. She, they get their food. I'm going to move shit out of the way here. Thank you. They get their food. They're eating. They eat for a while. And they're just doing weird old shit. Yeah. Just like they don't have any regard for their own life. And at one point, I I keep being like, what the fuck is wrong? What is, like, because she's doing, she's like choking. And then she'll start telling me a story and just cut off halfway. And if I remember correctly, I think at one point, she was like, oh yeah, she just had a stroke. Like, and not like at the table, but like yeah. is recovering from a stroke and couldn't, uh, and was like still having. And while she's telling me this story, I'm like getting ready to clean things up. Mm-hmm. The older lady just goes like, no, straight face she in, face palmed into, no, into her plate, into the trough, <laughs> into the trough. Okay. And then her, I don't know who the younger one. Yeah. She's fully like, fucking embarrassed. Out. Yeah. Okay. She took a nap. The younger one grabs her. I swear on my fucking life this happened. Yeah. The younger one grabs her by the hair and pulls her up. She's dripping much. It's one of those relationships. <laughs> and she goes, that'll, that'll be separate checks. No. <laughs> Why she did you go fully, first? Fully covered yeah. in much. Just like gravy and fucking corn and shit on her face. <laughs> Logan, I got a question. Yeah. Was that actually just Borat? Was that Borat? No. Was that an unofficial Borat bit? No, no. Ah, man. That'll be separate chats. It's one of the, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things like hard to come back from. Like yeah. just the rest of the day, it's like, I'm done. I'm bugging. You see like a normal family, you're like, what do you got? Yeah. What? <laughs> Spin me your tails. 
Spend your yarn for What's your God. deal? Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that happened. And what was, the fa- what was the face she was putting on, Logan? Oh, she wasn't putting on a face. She had shit on her face, on her face. when she fell with yeah. her face first Interesting into, interpretation. A, into a trough of mush. In the literal sense. Yeah. 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 Who next? You got, you got Who a story, right? next? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this story... <sighs> it's kind of an ongoing thing. It's not really a story. It's just a situation that I get put into a lot. Um, and it's about my dad. And my brother is an avid listener of the show. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to my brother. Shout Colin. out. Thanks for listening. Um, so like, you know, don't tell dad that I said this. But anyway, my dad does this thing where I think he just has this need to like fit in and like uh, be... Like young and hip and like no. Did you do things? blackface? <laughs> That's not young or hip. That's a Logan, isn't? Uh, so no. <laughs> but um so he does this thing where like if you bring up a book or a movie or a music artist or anything, I'm like, yeah, I know that. Every time without fail. Mm. And he doesn't know that. No. Okay. Um Does he listen to Death mm. Grips? I doubt it. Um, mm, that'd be super cool. Like he's the guy Sounds that like you're like. That'd be pretty young and hip of him. He's the guy that if him. you're like, like okay. So I was recently reading um, the Tao of Pooh, right? Which is a book on Taoism from the perspective of Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, you know. No. Exactly, exactly. And I, t- I am on the phone with him, and I'm telling him like, oh, I'm reading this book. And he's like, I've read that. No, no, you haven't. No, Dad. No, you haven't. <laughs> it's okay, and it's like I hate it when I get into a conversation like that because then it's like I can't tell him about the book mm-hmm. because he has to already know it right yeah he already so knows everything it. that i say he's like yeah i liked that part too and i'm like i don't actually get the joy but you yeah. for he for sure knows that you know that he doesn't yeah. know yeah the, and it's just so this is the best example of that okay so um a, a, lo- a while back um i'm home visiting and i asked my dad i'm like have you seen parasite yet and he's like no and i was like this is huge. This is huge. He's like, no. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. Like, we should watch it. He's like, yeah, I've been meaning to get around to it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can actually like talk about this movie with my dad. I was so excited. And I was like, yeah, Logan and I have actually been getting really into Bong Joon-ho's work. We've like watched all his other movies. And my dad goes, yeah, I've seen his other stuff. Oh yeah, prove it. I said, name one other movie. Oh, you think you, you're, think you're a fan of Bong Joon-ho? Name every Korean. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dad, I, kn- I know you haven't seen it mm-hmm. because I hadn't heard of the movies until like three months before this conversation and I'm married to someone who wants to be a filmmaker. Like, I'm like, there's no... Man, I, um, I, I have some sympathy for your father because I was a little bit like Are that. Are you that? You do no, that? Not anymore, um, because if I do genuinely want to have a conversation about it, I'll say yes. But I'll do the reverse sometimes, where if someone uninteresting comes up to me and wants to talk about uh, WandaVision, and I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. No, I don't want to talk about it. Right. You know? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear what you have to say about WandaVision. Yeah. No spoilers, please. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just not interesting because people are fucking cheap. Yeah. Um, no, but when I was in film school, people would like tell me about French directors, and I'd be like. Uh, yeah, man, I've seen, I oh, love yeah. that one because it was, I don't know. It was like a lot of pressure yeah. to, um, network 
and that's different though and because it's like if i'm not cool then you're not gonna invite me to your gigs right you're not gonna invite me to your sets you know that's different though that's like this is like about my dad trying to like be hip with my friends Mm. well like in high school if he said no then no one would want to talk to him that's not true just be like we should go watch like if he was like no i would be like oh let me tell you all about it it i guess that's a better example with books because he'll i'll be like oh have you read this book and he'll be like yeah i skimmed it and i'm like cool and if, and if you over. try to tell him about also, it, you're mansplaining. What the hell is a, skimming a book? Yeah, come on. That's you, you didn't dude, read it. Jimmy. I looked at the pictures. <laughs> skim that right now, bro. Skim that shit right now. Let me. Yeah, let's skim it. Let's fucking see what this this is all about. I'll just skip a lot of parts. <laughs> yeah, go to somewhere. Give us a skim. Yeah. All right, here's a skim. Read the first page in in the last page. You pretty much got the whole book right there. You know. Think the about first it. sentence literally is, I most it. certainly have. So. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> we could skip another hundred pages and that's. You that's get it. it. That's you it. Get you get it. it. You get out this. Anyway, a bird I, just, on it. I just really hate it when people do that. Like just to, like. Ugh. Mm. You ugh. know what I did Drives to avoid that? I, um, I just read I, everything. I know everything. Written. I know uh, everything. So read that, it all. And, and I did that only so yeah. that if somebody wanted to talk about that. Whatever it is, you would know. I have some. I have an opinion on it. Yeah. Here's the most. Test me. Test here's, me. Here's the most baller reply you could say. Tell me what you think it's about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. good. That's good. Anyways, Blake, you're a genius. That's what yeah. I okay. You wanted us to oh, ask you anything you so about much. the encyclopedia. Yes. Or just any, um, I want you to ask me anything. Yeah. And I'll give you an answer. All right. So you well, know about armoires, right? What do they do? In armoire? Yeah. Store things. Clothing. Okay. That's, he's it. one for What's one. What's the capital of Delaware? <laughs> capital of Delaware is Connecticut. Nope. Nope. Connecticut. Manhattan. What's the, what's the capital of Connecticut? I think he said connect to it. Yeah, I'm going to connect to it. He's going to connect to it. I'm making right a transition. Uh, yeah. He's I'm making like a transition. Uh, Delaware. Mm. Starts with a D. So, yeah, I was going to say it starts with the same letter. That's right. Nope, that's Michigan. That's not even a capital, but it's in. Fuck you, Richardson. Okay. I thought Detroit was the capital of Michigan. I don't believe so. Don't it look. Don't Google not, it. It's not. He's it's not going to find it. it. It's, I'm not, not going to find it, it anyway. I'm not it up. Isn't it Lansing? I'm not looking it up. Lansing, Michigan, yes. Yeah. It's, it's Dover. I knew it. Shut up. I can see your it's, screen now. What? It's not on there. It's I. <laughs> <laughs> Play Is back it, the video. Play yeah. it back. Jimmy, yeah. do you have a story of someone being fake as fuck? Yeah. Or I've, you being fake as fuck? Yeah, I uh, okay. Admittedly, I don't think that I'm my realist self all the time. Unfortunately, you're fake as fuck. I'm fake. Have you been lying? I didn't. <laughs> no. Well, what I was gonna say is, I don't always feel like I can be real, and I'm trying to work on that because I'm trying to be more. I want to be. Can you be nice and real all the time? That's what I'm trying to do. Absolutely not. I'm trying to be nice but i'm trying to be also be real yeah. you can be authentic ever, and think positively that's ever, what i'm trying to i do. mean like here's the thing is that i i think there are some lies that are okay ne- that are needed yeah right yep. like the, but that's there's the, fake there's right the, no there's the 10 minute rule right about like if there's something on a person that they can't fix in the next like 10 a spider minutes, don't fucking tell them about it Oh, or okay. like, or like, if you're traveling, like your if, if you're traveling as a single female and you're like at a hotel, and then some, like you're sitting in the lobby waiting for your Uber or someone, yeah. something, and someone's like, "Oh, are you staying here?" You say, "No, I'm waiting on a friend." Like, even if you're staying there, like those lies, 
So it's right, like so you sometimes can be, you gotta lie. Sometimes you can be a little fake. Yeah. Because it it's good. That's not like you're not like fake personality though. Have you ever like yeah your whole personality's a lie or like No, I think I'm I feel like I'm pretty real because I can't stand it anymore that I ha- and I have to be my myself, I think. I hope so. Um but I, I I have a lot of instances where I think I don't feel like I can be myself completely around people. So I think I feel comfortable around you guys. I think if I was myself completely all the time that it would drive people up the wall. And sometimes I, I do little tests with people and they're like, and Whoa. I can be like, right. is that when you talk like seven octaves higher? That's when I talk like this. Oh, I kind of so. like it. Bussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't have a particular story today. Sorry. Or maybe I'll, maybe I'll think of one, but I just wanted to talk about that because I think, I think everybody has to be a little fake. So, but yeah. it seems like that's okay. Well, yeah. A little bit. It may, it helps maintain social order and in some instances can protect the feelings or the safety of people. So, I think I should have learned that lesson a long time ago. Yeah. In high school, all 4 years, my drama department voted me as most cynical. Oh god. Which was just me telling people how it was. Oh god, you were one of those. Yeah, I was a little asshole. Yeah. A little little bussy. Little, little, little mildewy, mil, mildewy butthole. You know, mildewy. So think about it. I get sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm not being honest with everyone, and okay. I feel like I'm not, and I feel like I'm not being genuine. And I think, are you, are you just for spit real? it out? It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be funny. Are you for real? Oh, no, shut the fuck up. Shut the what are you gonna up. fucking vomit? What's wrong with you? I just. I you know I I have a secret that I haven't I haven't told any of you guys and hey, we're your friends man for a long time. You can I'm tell your wife. This is your wife. I'm Megan doesn't know this about Austin's me. Austin's your friend. Blake's your friend. Doesn't know this about me. I'm here. Nadan doesn't know this about me. Wow. I'm Chinese. You're Chinese. I knew wow. that already. I, actually, I, I knew I that. Actually is that why you ordered this. Chinese food? It was I was a little I that was a subtle that. nod to the people at home, <laughs> and I was trying. It was kind of me saying yeah. help. Help me. I need somebody. Help. Please, Not someone clean out my ears. <laughs> Please, Please, God, somebody. someone clean out my ears. Oh, Are you, you've been you've been battling this identity crisis Please. for a while. You know. Yeah, because I've been Chinese my whole life. <laughs> okay, I was born Chinese. <laughs> I did you always know in your heart, or was there like a moment where you like figured so it out? So there was a point when I was a kid. <laughs> can Can I get quiet on set, please? Thank Sorry. you. There was a moment when I was a kid. <laughs> I was laughing so much. And I was walking down the street. And I learned how to walk very early. I came basically came out of the womb walking. I wonder why. Just saying. I wonder why. That's not a stereotype. Is that a Chinese stereotype? <laughs> Let's make it one. I and it is now. I came out of the womb basically walking. Uh huh. Okay. This is this is tender for me. Please. This is I'm being vulnerable here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I was walking down the street. Xi Jinping, current president of the Chinese Communist Party. I'm sold. I see him walking. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I see okay. him walking down the sidewalk on the, the avenue. Side. And he looks at me and he says, he's one of ours. That's a thing they do. Xi Jinping, he said, he's one of ours. Huh. I've known That's ever cool. since. I've known my whole life. Wow. Dude, I remember when feel, I figured out I, I was white. How do you feel about <laughs> my Winnie the Pooh tattoo, Logan? I know I, you've seen it because we when have you're asleep sex. when you're asleep at night yeah. and you can't see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I have a meat cleaver mm. and I stand over the bed and I'm mm-hmm. fucking, fucking, I'm gonna, fucking mm-hmm. 
That's why I'm always so passively aggressive and actively aggressive towards you. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I tell a short story about yep. a time that I I had a, the wrong face on? So, yes. So a couple, several weeks ago, I was driving for Instacart, which I do because I'm poor. And uh, Winnie the Pooh is a longtime favorite character of mine. Mm. And I pick up an order and it's at a place called H-Mart here in Austin. And I said, don't know what that is. Sounds like Kmart. Let's fucking go. Mm -hmm. I pull up. It is it was the Asian Kmart. market. And I was like, oh, cool. Going to go in. Going to get some fucking. Did you say Haitian market? Yeah. yeah. It's the Asian market. I was ha like, Asian mark. sick. Let's go in. So I go in and obviously there's a panoramic going on. And so I have my my face uh, mask on. I think you mean pandemic. You mean pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you just say panoramic? I, I Women. Yeah, there's a paramedic Women. going on. <laughs> Women. Hey, can I you get You guys a haven't heard about the <laughs> about the paramedic that's going on right now? Uh, Megan, finish the story. Uh, <laughs> so I have a face mask on. And, uh, you know, I look like a fucking idiot, okay? Because yeah. I, I, can't, I don't know what any of the things are called. And a lot of things are labeled in languages right. that I can't read. What, can you, <laughs> what is that? What is that? It's like big sand. Um, so I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to find all of the ingredients and I look so stupid. I'm like picking every item up and like yeah. reading it. Um, and there's just one thing that I can't She's, find. I can't do the voice. I'm like close. I'm close. Apple? <laughs> it's called Shut an up. apple? Shut up. I'm close to the end of the trip. I hope I'm saying that right. And I go up. I go up to this to this man that's working there and I was like, hey, can you help me find this thing? And he's very rude to me. Uh -huh. yeah. he's he, like, works he works there? He works there. Oh, yes. Okay. He works. He's very rude to me. Um, and so he takes me to the aisle and I'm. he's like, it's here it is. Like, you fucking dumb white bitch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Jeez. all right. I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's his attitude towards me. And I was like, I get that I'm that I look stupid in the situation. So I get myself. I go to check out the cashiers really mean to me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm sorry. White, I get out to the car. I load the groceries in to the car and I take my mask off only to realize that the whole time I had been wearing a Winnie the Pooh mask. <gasps> That's pretty cool. I'm a terrorist. Whoa, dude. And if the listener doesn't know. No. I stand with Hong Kong. Logan's okay, people. My, you can say my people. Yeah. Yeah. His Your people. people. Uh, are allergic to no. Winnie the Don't. Pooh. Their stomach doesn't agree with. That's not honey. how it is at all. Honey. Yeah. No. Yep, I think that's it. They don't like the color. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> they're so, they're anti-fecal. So I did that a couple weeks ago. Guys. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus I just Christ. found out you're Chinese. I don't know how to act. What, what pronouns? <laughs> Like you have a story about being fake as fuck? About me being fake as fuck? Or someone else? I've been based my whole goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's not true. Damn that's straight. not true. I, uh, okay. in college. Can you cue the national anthem? Cue the yeah, national let me get anthem, the please. national uh, actually, anthem you know what? I of can America. Sing <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got two half stories. I'm ready. Neither of them are good. <laughs> But Strap I'll tell in. Them anyways, here we go. Strap on. College was a turbulent time for me. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have a good sense of identity, and I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And I was very depressed. 
Mm. Very cool story. <laughs> what? All right. no, that was kidding. very real. Hey, that's I'm so not kidding. It's so good. It's so good. And I'm not kidding. I was very depressed. Mm. So I was trying to find mm. a sense of community and find a way to fit in. So I didn't know anybody. All my friends moved out of town. All of them. So had no friends. Uh, and I ended up in a lot of the same classes with um, some very, like, very attractive people and i'm like oh i want to continue hanging out with them Mm -hmm. and i found myself doing a lot of things that blake brown had no business doing um and cocaine and bad bitches (laughs) yes uh but also um the dark side of cocaine which is crack Uh, i think the dark side of cocaine is just cocaine i'm sorry i laughed yeah i appreciate you not doing go ahead i thought sorry okay well i'm gonna tell my story first i thought the dark side of cocaine would be cracked black pepper it isn't a black powder yeah i suppose so Uh, cut that anyways can we bleep that real quick let me bleep that should i do my super just the regular one yeah Yeah. thanks uh i'm so i found myself i'm sorry guys listening to country music and uh and going out dancing two two stepping and mm. like introducing myself to women I didn't know and trying like pickup lines that's not me man mm. people approach me you understand, you understand? that's who I am you understand? do you understand so that that was a period of time in my life where I was trying very hard to fake as fuck uh you know I'd go to the hookah bar a lot and like country like two step. Oh, was this what? when you went on the date to the hookah bar with that seventeen year old? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I uh, got past that pretty quick. I'm a pretty cool guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to Machine Girl and Death Grips, if that tells you anything. So I'm looking that up. And I'm thinking yeah, about cool. a very specific. Cool. I feel like in in the music scene in Austin. I've come to know so many fake people. Oh my God. You know, and I don't want to sound like the Joker. We live in a society. We do. Think about it. But, hey, did, uh, did she say that in that movie? We live we, in a society. Does she actually say <laughs> that in that his voice? <laughs> That's Batman. We live in a society. Batman. Batman's like... <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> that was the Bob Cole proximity effect. That is that, actually. So I'm going to go time. now. Yeah, you Wait, I'm not finished. <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm at this party and I've I'm trying to ease my way into certain music groups so that I can join cool bands that I like. And man, it's like every single person at that party will act like your friend and will act like they're so happy to see you and they want to get to know you. And then they just uh, like talk about you behind your back and like, you know, ignore your calls and and you text them so many times. Just hi. Hello. You know, good to see you. Hey man. Um, I I miss you. That's a bummer, Blake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm that never happened. Um, so you're at the party. Are we still at the party? <laughs> I don't know where we are. Wait, is the Joker there? 
So I'm at the party. Blake right now is that meme the of the all the people dancing and he's in the corner. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> they don't know. And he's like, they, they don't, don't know even know about the D- DSP. Yeah, they don't know about digital signal processing. They don't yeah. know like I, I like Uvoid synthesizer. They don't even know about oh the God. signal chain. They don't <laughs> know anything about the They probably ball doesn't. They probably don't even they know that the compressor anything. goes first in the signal chain. <laughs> yeah, that's my story. Uh-oh. They don't know anything <laughs> about the Nyquist theorem. Uh-huh. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't know they anything don't about the Nyquist theorem. For Blake's story... What do you think you know about dithering? For Blake's story, the note that I wrote down was party. Yeah, Blake, you want to know something that I realized uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago? Uh-huh. So I was in Tennessee and I was hanging out with a couple of my old buddies. Yeah. Um, and something that I realized is that people from big cities, such as the people that I have met here in Austin, they don't know how to have fun right because like when you come from a small town there's nothing to fucking do there's never anything to do so you have to like learn to make fun like you have to like learn how to make your own fun fun and do stuff that's fun and that's why drugs are so good but people from big cities there's always something fun and interesting to be doing or to places to go and things that are open and so like people that i've met here are boring as fuck yeah not me though right you know what i mean well not me though right no I find people, I'm finding that people are not interesting. Yes. All the time. Yes. And the things that I'm interested in usually involve making something. And yes. This is a Creating. huge reveal for me. Like sometimes if I find out you don't even make anything, like you just go home. Yep. And then you just go to work. I'm yep. like. Don't trust you. You're already dead. Don't trust you. You you're already died. You're a zombie. Yep. You're a. You're literally a. I don't know why, and that's dumb. That's that makes no sense because obviously there's like nonprofits and people doing really cool things, and that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody that literally doesn't. Yeah, even, like, like they don't have goals. They like don't like have anything. Like Austin over here working for a fucking nine to five and literally company. I'm literally making a movie and a podcast with Logan. I'm yeah. literally making a movie and a podcast <laughs> with Logan. Who do you think? <laughs> is you that are? me? Who is who do you think you are? Running around leaving scars. You wouldn't get get it. it. (laughs) Fucking twenty fourteen reference. (laughs) Austin, do you have a story being fake? Oh my god. I spent a little bit amount of time in Los Angeles to finish my film school career. Um, I just licked the microphone. (laughs) And look, I'm looking at the camera right now. If you're listening to the show and you watch the show and you you are from you live in Los Angeles. Kellen don't. Um, we're talking to you kellen there's a lot of good people there um the people i worked with were all really great people and you're not one of them kellen you're not a great person and you stole my best friend jones what would you (laughs) you stole him from me and so but i'm gonna i'm gonna go into the story and just be like you know how like everyone has that that thing that they're like uh, everyone in la is out to they they just care about themselves yeah Uh, no one starts that way it's just how the system and in the industry works. Mm. Um, and also, I only worked in it for six months, so if you call me a fucking hack, who couldn't hack it? That's why we Whatever. make our own shit, and we fucking don't owe anybody anything. We don't have to be faked. Yeah, we're also poor as fuck. And we're I'm, not I'm, when I'm we come up, dude, so much better than anybody from Los Angeles. But I, make, I make my own bitters. Do you I, really? I used to work at a, I used to work at a company. I was a yeah, you want to ask me about it? Right that's, now? that's a sponsor. Next week. Next that's, week. Well, that's a sponsor. Oh. So we'll get to I've, the got, read. Gotcha. I've got bitters. Gotcha. He's got bitters. They're in my closet. Okay, anyways, finishing up my story. So I'd be in LA and I'd read scripts. All I do all day is I'd read scripts, I'd read books, and I have to write coverage, which mm-hmm. is basically you read a synopsis and mm-hmm. then you also go into is this is this something we can produce? Is this something we can make? I worked at a very nice development house and everyone there was very nice. Um, but also 
they knew that you had to be um a little fake in order to like you gotta fake it till you make it yeah because i would be too real in my coverage and sometimes they're like hey so sometimes um we have to send these back to the writer um and sometimes other people need to read them um although you you, you do put a lot of good entertainment value in your coverage austin um you might need to not be so strongly worded yeah and then i was just like um well at, up at that point I, you know, I grew up watching Mystery Science Theater, mm-hmm. and I started I started a show in college where we make fun of student films. Mm. So if I don't like something, yeah. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why it doesn't work. And so that's when I knew. And I'm going to tell you, you're wrong, actually, Austin. It's actually really good, and I worked on it for a long time, okay? <laughs> it was really hard to make this. If you knew what went into it. <laughs> but there's, like, so there's so much, like, creativity in L.A. It's almost like it's, um, you need the when someone tells you good job mm-hmm. right it's good it's good and that's it that's not, awful kind of like what jk simmons was saying in um what's the worst that one movie? thing that ever happened spider-man with, 2 with what are you saying in spider-man 2 job. yeah yeah Whiplash. that's from yeah. that's from spider-man 2 it's from spider-man 2 um but like when someone tells you good job and like nothing else like there's no growth to it that's boring it's stopped mm-hmm. you have to like say good job i like this and this and you could work on this because right. people are always striving to be a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, then like Jimmy says, you're dead. You're a zombie. You're dead. You're you died. Uh, hmm. You died, boy. Wow. Kind of depressing. Man, it, it was kind of depressing. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I've been looking for that sample ever since Blake told this story. So. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, what's, I, uh, uh, what's the strongest? You mentioned a, a strong, strongly worded... Um, the N word letters. Oh, sorry, you know what? Like Maybe I shouldn't. Word. I was just gonna ask what you think the strongest word is. The strongest word of all time. Yeah. Men, love, <laughs> placenta. Placenta. The it means cake in Latin. Word? The strongest yeah. word. Um, I like. Oh fuck! What's that word? Pilgrim. No. Oh, it's. It's a. It's not an English word. I don't know what language it derives from, but it's palenti. P a l e n t i. It means when you put food in your mouth that's too hot, and so you go <laughs> like this. You go food in mouth because <laughs> it's too hot, so you're like moving it around with your tongue yeah. and it's blowing. Yeah. yeah, it is like, like that. that. Food. food in mouth. Let's go. Let's go write some. some let's scenes. write some sketches. All right. We'll be back from the break. Yeah, let's go on a little slow. Bay leaf. Basil. Bergamot. Black mustard. Brown mustard. Caraway. Cardamom. Catnip. Cayenne pepper. Celery seed. Cherville. Chili pepper. Chives. Cilantro. Clove, coriander, cumin, dill, fennel, ginger, holy basil, whorehound, horseradish, lavender, lemongrass, licorice, lavage, nutmeg, paprika, parsley, poppy seed, rosemary, saffron, sage, savory, Sesame, sorrel, spearmint, tarragon, turmeric, vanilla, 
wasabi, white Spices. mustard, and Nesquik chocolate milk. Nice. Oh, they were almost in alphabetical order. Those are all the things in Blake's bitters. Bottom-based bad boy bitters. Now back to the show. Bitters. That's a sick ass name too. Beast. Bottom batch bitters. Ooh. All right, welcome back to the show. Bottom batch bitters. Bottom, bottom. Okay. Sponsored by Blake Brown's bottom based bad boy bitters. Let's start with my sketch. Okay. All right, Megan, what you got? Um, so my sketch is called "Just a Guy That Likes Rainbows." Uh, Logan, I'm gonna have you play Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's got a heavy New York accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's it. Um. Jimmy, we play Maddie, but with two T's, not D's, because it's a boy's name. Matty. Matt. Uh, he's, he's Jackson's kind of douchey friend. Got it. <clears throat> uh, Blake, guess what? Hey, what? You're playing a barista. Oh, what's that say next to it? NB. What does that mean? You're non-binary. What is that? You don't have a gender. It's not super important well, to the sketch. I don't know. Um, but you're in your mid-20s. Um, what do I sound like? What does my voice sound matter. like? Uh, Austin, you're playing the neighbor. Cool. He's a guy. He's cool. middle-aged. Um, I'm going to play parade goer. Uh, and then, Jimmy, will you play Elliot? Yeah, I will. He's a French man I in will. his early 30s. Got it. And then, Blake, will you also play Chris? Chris is very nice, and he's in his mid-20s. Yeah, I can do that. Great. There's a lot of characters, so does everyone know who they're playing and what Chris, they are? Jake's Elliot. Great, here we go. This is just a guy that likes rainbows. Interior, day, apartment. We see two roommates, Jackson and Maddie, sitting on the couch watching the game. Jackson's sitting on the couch or Jackson's phone is sitting on the couch between them and it buzzes, lighting it up. He reaches for it, but before he can read his message. Bruh, is your background a gay thing? We see Jackson's phone. It has the preset rainbow apple background you can choose when you start it up for the first time. Ah, uh, nah, I'm just a guy who likes rainbows. We cut back to the shot of the two of them on the couch. Maddie looks at the TV. Jackson answers his text. Interior day, coffee shop. Jackson walks into a coffee shop wearing a rainbow t-shirt. We hear muffled Whitney Houston playing through his AirPods. Then it stops when he takes one out to approach the order counter. Hey, man. Cool shirt. The barista gestures to their they-them pin and then to Jackson's rainbow shirt. Oh, no. I mean, I'm proud of you, but I'm just a guy who likes rainbows. Exterior day, Jackson's house. We see Jackson hanging a new flag from the post by his front door. It's a rainbow. His neighbor walks by, walking his dog. Love is love. Amen, brother, but uh, I'm just a guy who likes rainbows. I... Exterior day, L.A. City Streets. Jackson is driving when he sees a giant rainbow flag passed by the building on a street over. It's followed by a crowd of people all wearing rainbows and the like. Oh, no way! Jackson promptly parks his car, and as he gets out, we see that his pants are rainbow. He joins in the parade, and the others welcome him. Welcome! So cool to have you. Oh, hey, you know me? I'm just a guy who likes rainbows. He walks with them until he's out of frame. Interior, night, a fancy restaurant. 
Yeah, so that's when I told her I didn't love her anymore. Wait, you just broke up with your girlfriend? Yeah, like two days ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you were bi. By, by what? By, by the trash can? Like, you like? Elliot gestures to the rainbow tie Jackson is wearing. Oh, no, I'm just a guy that likes rainbows. That will be separate chicks. Interior, night, Jackson's bedroom. Jackson and Chris fall out of each other's naked arms to either side of the bed, just like in the movies. The sheets and the bread spread are rainbow. I love your rainbow bed set. Hey, you know me. <laughs> he loves rainbows. <laughs> He's just a guy that likes rainbows. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I like rainbows. <laughs> That's it, guys. That's, that's, that's fun. Sketch. I that like your fun. sketch. <laughs> Hell, I might even love it. It's very <laughs> short. I might. Even I want it. I really wanted it. it to be like the, like uh, the the circle closes on his face and like his teeth ding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all, folks. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a guy who likes rainbows. Yeah. 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 He was gay all along. Maybe he was gay the whole time. You can't. Or prove he just it. likes rainbows. No one's a hundred percent gay or a hundred percent straight. You Logan. can't prove it's it. It's a spectrum. Mm. I just watched Euphoria, so. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally did a video today, or I asked every coworker today at my job. I showed them all of the original Power Rangers, and I was like, "You tell, you look me in the eye. You mm-hmm. look me in the eye, and you tell me which one is the hottest one. Just tell me." And the normies said Kimberly, and I'm like. It's Johnny. It's no, Johnny. it's Billy, dude. Is he the Blue Ranger? Yes. Yeah, b- yeah Billy is the hottest one. <laughs> yeah, Billy's Power Billy's Rangers pretty cool. Podcast. I was dude, like, dude. I was like a the green. jaw made of fucking Pure cut steel. out of marble, dude. Yeah. Diamond and he rocks the shit out Diamond of diamond. Really but he's like, the hottest one. I really like the green For one. Sure. <laughs> the rest of this podcast, he's like, yeah. he's a bit it's of a Jimmy being like, "I'm not, gay, I'm not, but gay. Let me tell you what I would do to Billy, <laughs> <laughs> not in a gay way, but in a it's I like, like rainbows kind of way. It's like respect. Yeah, you see, it's, you it give is respect, respect. You gotta give respect. You gotta kiss respect to get it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, did you want to do more of this? It's pretty well succinct. Yeah, it's pretty open and closed. Yep. No, yep. I think uh, that's just nah. a guy that likes okay. rainbows. <laughs> that's a like, cool motorcycle. It's what, I like hey, rainbows. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. All right. Okay. I like that. Moving on to Jimmy's. Moving on to Jimmy's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gay. Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> and then we just gloss right over it. Just keep going. Uh, all right. Uh, so my sketch. <laughs> it's called. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh. Okay, so uh, Logan, if you would play Bradley, I'd love to. And then I'm gonna play Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan, you're gonna play News. So Fuck you yeah. know what that means. That's cool. Yeah. Which means it's a coin. It's a coin flip for Martha, Blake. And uh, I don't Austin. have any coin. Oh, you know what Do I have? It. Oh, oh, you know I love the gamble. I got. We're oh, flipping. I wear those original. <laughs> he pulls out a piece of candy. Uh, Blake, you're for sure. Yeah. The golds Tails? want the. Tails or candy? Tails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I guess look? we need to call it. 
Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll just decide. Uh, no, wait, no, wait. Give me, give me. Oh, we have to call it before you play. We're not doing it. It's a piece of candy. <laughs> There's literally dice. There's literally dice right by Are you, you. going to eat Dream that? World. Shut up. <laughs> We're flipping the Werthers. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. Does anyone have any halls? <laughs> Heads I read. All right. Tails you read. Okay. okay. It almost landed on its side. I don't know what that is. It's I read. Looks, okay, okay, Blake's cool. for sure going to read. <laughs> can tell he wants to. <laughs> okay. So you're going to play Martha, Blake. Okay, your housewife. Martha. All right. Um, and this is called A Loss of Power. I'm going to do narrating. Two detectives walk up to a suburban home. They look like detectives. The kind that wear almost normal clothes. Oh, also we have British accents. We're all British. <laughs> <laughs> Two detectives walk up to us. I was going to do a British accent anyway, and that's Great. not a joke. Hell yeah. Um, Bucky Richardson clan. Two detectives walk up to a suburban home. They look like detectives. <clears throat> the kind that wear almost normal clothes, but have the cool necklaces with the badges on them. They knock on the door. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. Not a problem, ma'am. It's our job. We're here to help. Is it okay if we come inside? Yes, of course. They are led inside to the living room and sit down. Would you guys like something to drink? I'm fine. Thanks. Or oh, have a water with a twist of lemon. I'm sorry. We don't do garnishes. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't do garnishes. Oh, I'm going to York. <clears throat> you got it, buddy. I believe in you. I'm sorry, we don't do garnishes in this home. <laughs> I have some lemonade. Forget it. Martha, can you tell us what happened? Yes, I suppose I'll just start from the beginning, shall I? We haven't got all day. We just got a call before walking in and a group of kids are playing Red Rover on the highway. Oh, heavens, should I go check on him first? Should you go check? Should you go check on them first? Mrs. Hernandez, please. I know it's hard, but just do the best you can. Start from the beginning. Right. Well, I was clicking through the telly and I noticed the TV stopped responding. Interesting. I thought maybe the TV was being a... (laughs) (laughs) Silly gorilla. So I unplugged the telly off and on again? Naturally. Once I unplugged the TV back in, I tried sorting it with the cracker, but nothing was working. (laughs) I could turn the telly on manually, but the clicker's got its mittens (laughs) in the queen. Hernandez and Bradley give each other a stern look, a look of pure terror. Pure terror. Pure terror, Bernie. A look that sent them into a shared traumatic state. Martha, it's as I feared. What's the matter? Martha, there's a battery drainer running around England. <laughs> they- <laughs> they- There's a battery trainer running around England. They are draining the power out of all the devices. Shall I replace the batteries then? And I pull out a cigarette and I light it. 
You don't get it, do you, Martha? About we thief. Can't even understand it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got a one that's original in my mouth. <clears throat> a battery thief? <laughs> I don't think so. The batteries are still in the remote, see? She shows them the remote. The batteries are in the remote. Martha, I need you to calm down. We don't know who took the batteries, Martha, but we're going to get to the bottom of this. Bradley, radio's in. Bradley to yard. Bradley to yard. The battery thief is at it again. Forget the children. I need all units on the lookout. Check all your batteries before you leave the station. Martha, the battery drain thief has been terrorizing every remote phone and video camera for days now. Imagine a world without charge. A wireless world without a single bar of power. We would collapse in days. Life as we know it would cease to be charged. I have some spare batteries in the cabinet, I think. Bradley, quick, turn on the news. Bradley swiftly grabs the remote to turn on the TV, but it clearly isn't working. The end has already begun. Found them. Here are the spares. I like to buy them in bulk, just in case. This isn't happening. I need to call my wife before. Bradley checks his phone, but it's dead. Hernandez checks his phone as well. It's also dead. Martha, unfazed, replaces the batteries in the remote. Here we go, new batteries. They're all sorted now. She clicks on the TV. A news anchor appears. And most of the children survived. Wait, I'm getting breaking news. We're about to lose power. We've turned on our backup generators, but wait, I'm being instructed to tell you. The TV shuts off. What? Do we do? You tell me, News. You tell me what to do. This isn't happening. I just started dating someone. Her name's Courtney. I was going to take her to English Taco Cabana next Tuesday. How will I reach her now? Wait a minute. You actually sat on the remote, you lolly. Martha turns on the TV. The news is back on. The children's hands and some of the legs should be replaceable. Bradley turns off the TV. The power is back. Oh, my phone. It's working again. Wow, 11 missed calls. All spam. Did Courtney call you about the second date? Let me check. No. No reply yet. Damn it. Now that that's sorted, can we get to my son's murder? Pan down to their feet in the living room floor where they've been the whole time. There's a 30-year-old man face down on the floor with a mouthful of Pop-Tarts. Looks like he choked to death. But the camera goes anatomically down his throat into his heart his heart machine. The battery is dead. <gasps> wow. Can we? Can that's that be so the one we shoot? Yeah, we yes. can shoot that can one. Can that be the one yeah, we shoot? That's so I good. want to shoot that one. <laughs> it's all one set, basically. Yeah. It is all one set. I'm so yeah. confused. You don't get it, Austin? So the battery drainer's on the loose. Yeah, there's a battery drainer on the and loose. And it's up to Bradley and Hernandez to figure yeah. it out. They've got to figure it but out. But the, the batteries weren't dead. They were just being attacked. His well, well they, I assume someone it, caught them. It was like a trick to the audience. Like, oh, no, the batteries aren't dead. But then in the end, the sun's like, the, the sun's it's a twist. Is ba- it's a twist. It's a twist. Mm. The sun's battery... It's one, of, it's one of those triple twists. It's a triple twist. I, I couldn't get Rick and Morty, so I don't think I can get this. 
Oh my god. Oh I oh I get it, I'm on the case. <laughs> yeah. Donovan Bradley on the case. But imagine chasing someone when you have no devices. Imagine right. chasing so they're, they're like, someone. We've got to use the old skills of you'd have to run, detectives. You'd have to run we'll twice have as to fast. use but then our I assume, feet. I assume, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume that the let's, people let's get some magnifying yeah. glasses. Hop in the lorry, turn on the lights. Rats, the battery's dead. <laughs> Yeah, I assume the people that are doing the crime though would still have power because they have it all, so that they yeah. it would be really hard to track them. Unless down. they're like power True. terrorists and they don't want yeah. anyone to have power. True. Yeah, they just gotta they just gotta use the old ways of tracking. I yeah. think to find them and then we'll have to use our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. the bit. All right. Well, that's it. That was great. I liked it. And I really the, the, had fun. That's all, I would like folks. to shoot that. Yeah. I would like to read that voice again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like I, to I'd like to learn how to do my wanna, my news anchor voice also with a British accent. Because yeah. I realized when accent. I started I was like, I have to pick one. Well, yeah. I want to shoot this and I want Blake to have like a powdered gray wig <laughs> yeah. and like an old shawl yeah. on and like a hunch in his back. I just like that like the whole fuss was batteries and then at the end. The, she called them about the sun the murder. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. they're distracted about the battery the and they're batteries. like maybe it's real yeah you know and it is real at the end but yeah okay i thought i dig it and and it just goes to show police out there always trust your hunches you're never wrong yes you're the one that's right and we're the ones follow that are wrong. your instincts yeah it's all that i think training. the cops should flip out more yeah. if there's yeah. no power yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's all that degree that's not required to be a cop. If you think something's wrong, it's probably wrong. (laughs) God damn. Oh, no. (laughs) Austin. Mine's also has cops in it. Cool. That's so funny. Mine does too. Oh, yeah. Does it really? Oh, yeah. High mind. All right. Uh, Blake, you are Detective Barnes. Okay. You're the hotshot detective. You're a hothead. Okay. Detective Barnes. No, just be. (laughs) Seriously. Don't do a voice. I'm also a detective. <laughs> and I'm Donovan Bradley <laughs> and on I'm the detective case. Barnes. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. You're 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 Barnes. You're uh, Brad. You're Brad Pitt in Seven. Okay. Or you're detective. Nice. You're detective Mackey. All right. You're the older guy. Anthony you're Morgan Freeman. Double detective. <clears throat> well, you're uh, you're the old guy. Okay. okay. Old detective, senior okay. guy, trying to show him some ropes. All see right. Little wise. My man. Yeah, if this is seven. Or sure. maybe if I watched, I don't know, The Little Things last month or something and hated it. Yeah. Uh, oh, The Whittle Things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jimmy, you're going to be Wendell. Gwendol. Gwendol. You're the suspected <clears throat> killer. Okay. Uh, you don't You don't have to do a voice. Um, Don't I? <laughs> You'll you'll see some direction, okay, but other cool. than that, you can just do it every. I mean, you're serious. Wendell or Gwendol? I ro- I wrote it as Wendell. It's Gwendol. It's Gwendol. Okay. Okay. It's now it's Wendell for sure. Sorry. <laughs> this <laughs> this is the Whittle things. Interior police station day. Detective Barnes, twenty eight, hot shot, rising star of the department, is standing by a coffee vending machine. He throws in a dollar and stares pensively as the cup pours itself. It's been a long few days, and his loose shirt, tie, and neck scruff shows it. He's about to sip on what must be his 20th or so cup when someone calls out to him. Barnes! Coming down the hall is Detective Mackey. Late 50s, grayish hair, vintage suit. He's cynical and old. And old. Damn it, Mackey. Give me five to down this sludge. We got another. Where? Enchanted Rock Natural Park. They found her this morning. Blonde, college girl, same marks. Even the ones we haven't leaked to the press. 
Barnes rests his head on the wall. He bursts in rage and slams his coffee on the ground. God fucking damn it. We wouldn't be in this situation if the captain... Hey, you gotta cool that hot head of yours before you do something you might regret. Captain had his orders. Something you'd understand if you weren't so young and the rising star of this department. I'm sick of hearing this seniority wise man trying to teach the youngster a thing or two before he retires or dies or both or whatever routine. But that's what makes us good partners slash detectives on this case. We're the only chance to bring justice to those 56 dead girls. Mm. 57. I just got a text while we were monologuing about a character differences. Car garage, no prints. Just blood and guts and fecal matter. But not enough to go on. Damn, he's good. We're so close to him. I can feel it, son. I'm not your son, old man. He's been dead for 87 years. You are for this allegory. I've got a lot to teach you. I've been on the force for a very long time, long enough to know that we actually just got a 58th victim. Manchaka and Sunset, little kid founder, thinks he saw the killer. Let's go check it out. Forget about it. Facts came in from the officer that picked up the kid. It was just the ice cream man. Wait, Mackie, say that again. I said, kid just thought it was the ice cream man. No, no, before then. A fax? No, the number. 58? Wrong about that one, bud. Dispatch just telepathically whispered to me that number 59 is on her way to the hospital. But it's not looking good. A survivor? Not really our guys, uh... There were strawberries. Strawberries all over the goddamn scene. It's our guy. But why strawberries? Why does someone go and kill 60 women with no remorse? (laughs) No sense in it, man. Wait, Barnes. Do you remember the scene from number three? Yeah. (laughs) It was only last week. (laughs) Wasn't... One of the strawberries covered in chocolate? Yeah, I think you're right. They were all covered in shit. What of it? No. No Barnes real chocolate. Not the fun kind. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. You're right. But what does it mean? It means he was sloppy. Means we can catch him. I'm calling forensics right now to see what they can dig up. I'll meet you at Victim 62 to see if we missed anything at the scene before 63 shows up. Roger. Hey, Barnes? Yeah, Mac Attack? If you see him, if you know without a doubt it's him, shoot him. I'll help with the scene. It's the least I owe you after helping with my estranged family. Roger. But I want, no, I want to do it by the book this time. <laughs> Cute. The two race off in other directions. Interior, interrogation room, observation room later. Barnes and Mackie are looking through the one-sided mirror at Wendell, a squirrely little fuck that is most likely the killer. Uniformed picked him up for an expired license. Trunk was filled with, get this, strawberries. I feel it, Mackie. I feel it in my balls. All right, hold on there, Tiger. Strawberries is enough for us to go on and put a man away for life and possibly death. But we gotta convince a jury. (sighs) Cucks. Hey, I didn't make the system. I just used it to my advantage. We gotta crack him. I got him. You got the file? 
I don't know, Hotshot. This is exactly what could jeopardize the case. Maybe even your whole career. You and your wisdom, Mackie. Sometimes you gotta take action. Watch this. Barnes snatches the file and exits the observation room. Barnes enters interrogation with Wendell. Hello, Mr. Titty. Please, call me Wendell. Mr. Titty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Detective Barnes. I wanted to talk to you today. Is this about the license? I swear, it's in the mail. And I believe you, Mr. Titty. Wendell. Oh, oh, excuse me, I believe you, Wendell. But while we verify your information, I was hoping you could help us out. Help? You guys? I'd love to. You know, I was almost a police officer myself. Barnes starts to open the case file and pulls out pictures, one by one, to show Wendell. Victim number one, victim two, victim three, etc. Wendell is unfazed, almost curious. Barnes pulls out all 67 or so pictures, not saying a single word, hoping just one of them breaks Wendell. Oh, it's about those murders that keep happening, huh? I saw these girls on the news. Tragic, really. I don't know how I could help, though. I certainly didn't do it. Barnes slams his fist on the table and reaches for Wendell, but draws back last minute. Wendell is genuinely surprised, but also a little giddy. God damn it, Titty. We have you. Dead to rights. You know we got you. We got so much dirt on you. All, all the, all the dirt. Careful, detective. This room is so fucking dirty. Don't want to lose your temper, now, do we? Head to toe in mildew and dirt. That's how much we have on you. Wendell giggles a little bit at how much Barnes is losing his shit. In comes Mackie. Hey, take a seat, detective. Uh Uh-oh, do I need to ask for my weird lawyer for my weird legal trouble? (sighs) Mr. Titty, please forgive my partner. He's a hotshot rising star detective that's young and brash, and also, he's a hotshot. No worries. I'm sorry. What was your name? I'm Senior Detective Mackie. Quacky. I'm sorry? Oh, nothing. Please, continue. Do you think I have something to do with these murders? Well... You might be able to help us out with a small detail. Mackie starts pulling out more photos, but of the crime scene. He does it just like Barnes, though, one at a time, and concerned none of them are making Wendell confess. Mackie's thinking, oh, he's good. This usually works on every other case, but this killer's tough. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha, quacky lacky, Mackie can't make this perp confess to the death of poor Jackie. (laughs) Mackie... Mackie hoists up Wendell to the wall and pins him there. Mackie's veins are throbbing with rage and his face is like a tomato. You think this funny motherfucker? I got you dead. Dead to rights. The rights of the dead you violated. Yeah, that's what you did. Confess already. You know how hard it was to chase and prep this whole confession thing? I'd like a lawyer, please. Pigs. God damn it. Mackie lets go of Wendell. There's nothing either detective can do now. Then suddenly, as if there were five minutes left in the writing hour, Barnes gets an idea. He looks at that case file, and there's one more picture. He shudders at the sight of it. Hey, uh, Wendell, explain this then. Barnes holds up the picture, a strawberry covered in chocolate, except it's not chocolate, it's poop. Wendell's 
eyes go wide and he gets a 10 foot long boner Mackie and Barnes nod at each other and then pull out two guns and start blasting <laughs> Wendell and his throbbing murdering cock are put to rest right then and there in the interrogation room case closed case closed case closed <laughs> like that like we had two two sketches back to back of two cops yeah. <laughs> just just drawing their weapons idiots yeah so where did you did you want it to go somewhere and you ran out of time or did you have an idea so if if, listeners if you've watched the hbo movie the little things you might be like austin why are you so upset at this movie it's so mediocre and i hate it and then interrogation scene he's just like rami malik just throws out a couple photos and jared leto's character just goes you don't have anything on me and then he just starts flipping out he's like we have you we have you just confess already and then denzel washington gets in and then he does the exact same thing and they just flip their lid and because yeah. they're like, you got a boner. I saw your boner. I know that's you. Mm. It's a very bad scene. This was a parody. This was a pa- parody. No, if it was a if it was a real thing, I think I would have just had Wendell say more weird things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then them just getting more upset at it mm-hmm. and just losing their shit. Yeah. And overreacting. And then in the end, Wendell was the cop and they were the murderers. <laughs> Checkmate. This almost feels like two separate sketches. Mm. Yeah, um, like the first scene and the The first scene, scene was not meant to be that long, but then it, that, I, I mean, it, it always I enjoyed it. It always gets longer mm-hmm. than where you're right. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. I, I also like this ending. I think the 10-foot-long murdering <laughs> cock is pretty I funny. I also think, I think what, I mean, what you could do with this sketch, too, is just like even cast a wider net and just parody more stuff. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. like, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that's... That is the you know what movie dynamic. Austin, yeah, you know right. what movie has a pretty iconic interrogation room scene? Uh, is the movie Prisoners starring Jake Gyllenhaal? Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, um, Can Rachel in the chat? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Listen>. Rachel. <laughs> John Lee Hancock, writer and director of The Little Things. If you're listening, I'm only upset <laughs> with you because you could have done better. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. You could have done better, buddy. One he saw day, Mind Hunter, and he one was like. Day, I could do that. I could fucking do that. I think that. he had a mediocre script <laughs> and a studio was bored and so they gave him a bunch of money Yeah, it's and well, he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. Kind of the way. He's and like, also you should have done another pass on the script. Big claims. Yeah. Also, Rami Malek got fucking nothing and like Denzel was just weird. He was weird in every frame and it felt uncomfortable. Why would you allow that? Austin, how do you feel yeah. about that movie? I'm pissed. I hate mediocrity. You well, know I that? liked your sketch. I'm okay. pissed. Well, let me tell you, I wrote a sketch this week, and you're going to hate it. If you hate mediocrity, you're going to hate this sketch. This sketch is are so good. Are you going to do, gonna, do another cool voice? Because you've done three, I'm not, three. I'm not uh, reading in mine. Damn. Yeah, you got to read your stage read. directions. I was going to have you read them. Oh, I'll read them. You're, you're having a strong voice, sweet. That's why I said Thanks, something. bud. Yeah. Okay. My sketch... Uh, Austin, you're going to play Angela. Jimmy, you're going to play Chang. Okay, great. You're two beautiful young ladies. Yes. Uh, Blake, you're going to play General it's Whitley. My dream. Mm-hmm. Megan, I would like it if you read Stage Directions. Well, you, how, how should I read Whitley? Uh, have you seen D- Dr. Strangelove? Uh, not, no. It, he's just like... He's just like the the very gung ho American general that's always smoking wonderful. a cigar. Wonderful. Yeah. I was hoping okay. you would yeah. say American. Yeah. Uh, and this is um, an original title, "The Passion of the Christ." <laughs> it's late at night, deep in the heart of the jungle. Two robed women, hooded and dark, walk through a small campsite past jeeps and nylon tents. Their very essence, tribal and natural, breathes and. Anachrony. Anachrony against a backdrop of 60s military surplus. 
They approached one of the tents, stalked at the back end, staked at the back end of the campsite. It's larger than the others. They open. Inside is the general, True Whitley. Trough Whitley. Trough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck I'm me. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, hi, my name's Jared. I'm 19 and I learned how to read. Inside is the general, Trough Whitley. General, our elder mother is very sick. Now is the time our people finally call for aid. Whitley, who has just bathed in, is pantsless. What's that now, doll? You'll have to speak up. General, there's no time for games. <laughs> we let you have our oil, and now we finally need need the aid you claim to provide. So provide it. I don't mean anything funny, ladies. It's just I'm hard of hearing and my pants are off. You'll have to give me a moment to get decent. Will you? Do what you must. Every moment we waste is one step closer to the Elder Mother's demise. The two women leave the tent and the general changes back into his jungle attire. Once he's done, he steps out. I'm assuming we'll be heading back to your village? Yes, as soon as we can. Well, why don't we take the jeep? You can fill me in on the way. Yes, that sounds appropriate. Whitley opens the door and motions for them to get in the passenger seats. Ladies? Before we go, you'll need weapons. Many weapons. Whitley motions to the back of the jeep and opens a container full to the brim with guns and ammo. The women are taken back, but such, but oh, such by, by such brutistry. Whitley lights a cigar and winks. Let's spin these tires, girls. They drive a while, and the women explain their predicament. General, as I'm sure you're well aware, our entire population is made up of exclusively young, green-eyed, dark-haired women, all lesbians as well. Oh, I'm certainly aware. <laughs> well, the leader of our tribe is the eldest and wisest among us all, the, the elder mother. This I know as well. <laughs> Something you may not know is that when an elder mother dies, her spirit returns to the land we come from, and we must venture there to bring it back. So that it can take up home in the heart of a newborn who will grow into the, the role and become our new elder mother in time. Seems like an awful long time to wait for a new queen. But that's not so bad. I mean, you come from here, right? Uh, just uh, poke around until you find the spirit. What do you need me for? That's just it, true. Is it, wait, what's it? That's just it, Trough. We don't come from this land. We're lesbians, remember? How could we procreate? Oh, I see. You need me to... To be uh, the the elder father. <laughs> he lights a second cigar and is now smoking two cigars. Well, I gotta say, ladies, I'm flattered, and I could be convinced to do me do do my my duty <laughs> as an American. How long are we talking here? I mean, uh, my men need me back at some point. Is this gonna be an assembly line kind of deal? Cause I'm I'm gonna need a lot of water. <laughs> no, no, General Whitley, that's not why we need you. What we mean is that we don't. What we mean is that we don't come from this dimension. Our tribe is a splinter tribe from the lesbian dimension who have taken up a residence in your world. But to retrieve the spirit of the Elder Mother, we'll need to go there and bring it back in person. Only it won't be so easy as just finding it. Oh. Uh, why is that? Because for a long time, we thought the only thing crossing back and forth was us. Sorry. The only thing crossing back and forth was us. But ever since your empire began its affairs in our land, something from here has been crossing over as well, and it isn't friendly. These fragments of dominant male ego and force congealing in the realm of vaginal light and purity has taken form as a great hulking beast that roams the land completely at odds with the environment, seeing only to subdue, possess, and destroy. So, you brought me to fight fire with fire. Precisely. You think that'll work? With the proper pre preparations and concessions on your part, you see, to survive in our homeland and not turn into 
to, ter- to a terrible beast yourself, you'll need to gird yourself in our most sacred of ceremonial garb. Ah, uh, I don't know, ladies. I'm not really a lesbian garb-wearing kind of general. <laughs> general, it's of the most... General, it's of the utmost importance. We'll make it worth your while. Angela puts on red lipstick. Whitley fiddles with the steering wheel. All right, you got me. But no pictures. And when you tell the boys back at camp about this, you tell them I was in uniform and I was flying the flag. They pull up to the lesbian village, dress Whitley in drag, and take him to the site where they cross over. Whitley is struggling with the fishnets. It's a little tight, girls. Don't you have something looser? Not really. Here, you'll need this. It's a dildo fastened to a leather apparatus that goes around the waist. Chang also motions for Whitley to sit in a special chair, like the one herself. Oh, like the one herself and Angela also go to sit in. Ladies, strap in and strap on. The two women begin to chant in an ancient tongue. As they do, the earth before them rises up into a large, thin mound. It folds open and then folds open again a second time. The chairs begin to fly forward as, she, as the folds become a bright light and they're sent rocketing into the gynosphere. The light slowly fades and Whitley is lying face down in a patch of grass. General Whitley, get up. We made it. Whitley raises his eyes to see. Before him is a large table. Splayed out on it is a great feast. Many beautiful women surround the table. And at the center is a cake with candles burning. Happy birthday! What? There's no monster? No, we made it up. We just wanted to thank you for all your military has done to keep us safe. We're so thankful and we want to show you just how thankful we are. So get up here, big guy, and let the girls take care of you. But, ladies, I thought you were lesbians. (laughs) Not on General Trough Whitley's birthday, we aren't. She closes in to kiss him and unbuckles his belt, and as she does, Blake wakes up from his dream. Fuck. His apartment is empty. It's 6 a.m. and he has no friends. Also, he has a boner. <laughs> Damn, dude. That was the longest prank you ever. You got him. Got him, dude. Freaking got him. <laughs> I like that my favorite, my favorite part of this is in Blake's dream, oh he's, he's fucking women, but he's in drag with a strap on. Is that... Is that surprising it's to you? Sick. Got him. I mean, I'm just pranking them. I'm not actually into that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think we should film this I one. And I think you it. should I let me put Blake in drag. I had to do it. I was trying to save them. That was a long time goal. Blake, I think you should. I think we should. Blake, will you let me put you in drag for this? Yeah. Crusher. Fuck yeah. I'm always down. Trough Whitley. Always down. Blake's fantasy. You did the best voice too, dude. That was so awesome. Yeah. Dude, I was getting it. Yeah. I wouldn't have had I known that I was going to get roasted. No, it was so it was so funny though. I participated was, in my own roast. It was like, well, originally the idea was literally just someone. I, th- I guess I think someone said strap in and strap on. That was me. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, what if it's like a bunch of lesbians and they have to go into another dimension to fight? And so they're like, ladies, what? strap in and strap on. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's their like catchphrase or something. Yeah, yeah, to like get ready to go to the other. That's their Avengers assemble. Yeah, mm-hmm. strap in, strap and on, and then. Uh, I had I had the idea for the general, and so it just became something else. And then I was like, "Oh, it's Blake's fantasy. It's Blake's yeah. dream, highest fantasy," because he kept talking. He had like two different stories where he was like, "In college, you know, I was alone. <laughs> Do you understand? And I was <laughs> sleeping a lot and drinking." I, I'm gonna need a "Do you understand?" 
shirt or sticker or something. Yeah. Do you yeah. understand? Listen, <laughs> I wrote this next sketch. Um, <laughs> I wrote this next sketch uh, because I felt like it, and I thought that it would be funny. Um, and <laughs> if you don't, you, you track and run. Okay, so if you don't, if you don't laugh at it, you understand. I'm <laughs> gonna come through this microphone. Straight down the cable, straight mm. through the signal chain, mm. straight through that pull technique mm-hmm. cue that I'm using. You know I'm using after this. I'm mm. going to send myself straight into your earbuds at 700 miles I'm gonna per hour. Do you understand? Like, I'm going to rocket you. I'm, I'm going to side chain your ass to the kick, you. brother. I'm going to kick your ass from the inside out. You understand? <laughs> That's a threat. Uh, yeah, all right. So this is my sketch coming up. Um... Hi, I'm Blake Brown, and the, uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I have four characters for you, you all to play. Uh, Megan, you will be playing the part of Cardamom. Got it. Uh, Jimmy, you will be playing Allspice. Austin, you'll be playing Cassia. Cool. And Logan, you'll be uh, reading the part of Citrus Boy. Citrus Boy. Citrus Boy. Citrus Boy. Um, you're all... In a gang. Oh man, it oh, says card of mom. I was gonna yeah. read it like a wasp mom. No, you you can be a woman though. Okay. You can be you want, unless you want to be a guy. You can be a woman one or two. Amazing. Okay. My name is Blake Brown. This is my sketch. It is called Spiceton's Demise. The bitter mob has been terrorizing the slums of Spiceton every night for the past two months, while the police and rival gangs plotted against them. The bitter mob plotted their next attack. We need to strike in two hours, boys. That way we can rotate to the other safe house and drop our loot after the sun goes down. I say we take a night off. Yeah, I agree. I've been run ragged. Need a break. The second we take a break, we have the fuzz on our doorstep. The Citrus boys have been getting a little out of pocket, too. They're one break away from feeling a bit bold. Enough to pay us a visit, maybe, do you feel? I just want to hit the club, bruv. Haven't caressed a fit honey in a minute. I hear that. Star Anise, where's your head at? Haven't heard you speak in days, it feels like. There's no response from Star Anise. Cardamom calls out, but there's still no response. They start looking around. When was the last time you boys saw Star Anise? I feel like I haven't talked to him in days. The last time I saw him was... Uh, well, it had to be just yesterday. We was getting a smoke. We had walked to the bodega. I remember him making a fuss about them not having Newports as I was walking to the pisser. I guess I assumed he had started walking back without me. What the f... And you just didn't say anything? Well, shit, I guess I just didn't think of much of it till now. He could have got snatched up by the 5-0, or worse. The Citrus Boys might have grabbed him. They would have never made a move like that. It could have... It could have been the police, but he's got a clean sheet. Shit, he's more cautious than any of us. Maybe he had to take care of something. Cassia, can you call him? Yeah, all up. Cassia grabs his phone and dials Star Anise. It rings seven times and goes to his voicemail. I didn't answer. Fuck. I'm sure he's fine. Let's just hold off from making moves tonight and stick close to our phones. Word. Cassia, you still want to hit the club then? Boy, you already know. All spies, you coming too? Shit, you know I want to. Why don't y'all go have fun and I'll hang back just in case Star Anise comes back. Grab some ketamine for me before you leave, though. Damn, you trying to find yourself? 
Nah, I'm trying to make K-hole edibles to sell for some side cash. I'm thinking I'm going to whip up some almond-flavored Special K frosting for a strawberry cupcake. That shit is going to sell itself at the church bake sales. Shit, you ain't got to help them see God. They'll be helping themselves after they try my shit, boy. Cassie and Cardamom head out to try to get some tail, while Allspice starts preheating the, uh, the stove and putting on his apron. As he turns, we get a glimpse of the front of it. It dons a picture of a naked hottie, complete with 3D realistic titties. The apron has a tattoo under the titties that says... <laughs> What's it say, Blake? Bussin'. <laughs> <laughs> it says bussin'. He finishes tying it and starts to mix the ketamine into the whipped frosting when he hears a loud banging on the door. He freezes, wondering if it could be Star Anise. Who is it? Open up, man. I need some fucking help. Allspice hesitates. Hey, I asked you a question. Who the fuck is it? Fuck, come on, man. He's gonna find me. I'm a citrus boy. The rest of my homies are fucking dead, skinned alive. If you don't open the door, I'm next. A fucking citrus boy? Hell, why the fuck should I help you? We ain't fucking friends. I know where your boy anus is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a niece. That thing got him too. Snatched us up outside of that bodega while we was talking to him. He was grabbing Newports. Allspice's heart sinks. He knows the citrus boys are savages, but they aren't liars. Allspice lets the citrus boy in. Oh, thank fuck, bro. <laughs> We still ain't safe. That thing is coming for all the spiced in gangs. Is it the police? No. This thing has no allegiance, no code. I'm gonna be real with you. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It's, well, it's just a giant freckled hand. Hold up. It's a hand? Oh, God, bro. <laughs> Grabbed up all those citrus boys and skinned them alive with a little red blade. It left their bodies right down on Main Avenue and tossed their skin into... Just then, the two heard a light knock at the door. They jumped, then looked at each other. Huh. Hello? Hey, motherfucker, open up! And put some clothes on. We got bitches in tow. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You gotta hide, man. They'll shoot on sight if they see you here. Oh, fuck. Where do I go? Fuck it. I, I don't know. Just just jump in that closet. Yo, Allspice, open the fuck up. We got some honeys with us. Allspice jumps up and unlocks the door and rushes them inside. Allspice, I want to meet our fine friends from the club. This is Sin... Sinchona. This is Sinchona and Clove. Hold up, y'all. I know where Star Anise is. Oh, did you find him? Nah, a citrus boy stopped by and warned me. Said he got got. Shit, Favo. Nah, he said it was a giant freckled hand. Said the citrus boys were skinned alive, too. Oh, fuck me, a hand? Hey, that's just what I was told. Yeah, where was this hand? Where is it now? Homie said it was down Main Avenue. I'm not sure where it is now, though. We need to lay low, then. Where? Just as Cardamom was finishing his thought, a giant freckled hand violently peeled back the roof of the safe house. The group screamed and looked up, but they were quickly scooped up and thrown on a high granite platform. The citrus boy peeked out of his closet and looked up at the hand just in time to see the giant freckly hand grinding cardamom and allspice into a coarse powder. To his horror, the hand 
dumped the crushed remains of cardamom and allspice into a giant glass jar filled with brown liquid, the skins of the other citrus boys, and the lifeless bodies of countless others. The hand grabbed the two club hotties and dumped them into the liquid as they screamed and tried to resist. He couldn't look away. As he felt himself getting faint, he watched the last of the group. Cassia struggled to get away. He sprinted off the side of the high granite platform, hoping to end it on his own terms. He was caught mid-air by the floating hand and was promptly snapped in half, only to be tossed in the jar alongside his compatriots. As the citrus boy's vision tunneled and faded, he vomited on himself. <laughs> the hand gripped the jar and slapped the lid on. As he started to shake the jar of brown liquid and gang members, the citrus boy lost consciousness. Wow. And this is how you make bitters? That's how you make bitters, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, and this episode is brought to you by Blake Brown's Bottom Base Bad Boy Bitters. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Can we just end it there? I think <laughs> so. There. Bye bye. She dead now. <laughs> bye. Alright. She dead now. Bye bye. The Danger Junior Writers Room is a Danger Junior production. Come stock. Produced by Austin Zessen, Logan Baggerly, Megan Castleberry, Jimmy D, and Blake Brown. Comsock. Engineering by Jim D and Blake Brown. Comsock. Edited by Austin Zessen. Comsock. Theme song by Blake Brown, Jimmy D, and Logan Baggerly. Comsock. Make sure to follow this show and all Danger Junior Productions at DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. That's Danger Junior Productions spelled DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. All right, she dead now. Bye-bye.